0: When I was working in a parish in Chicago, a nice uh, Hispanic parish, actually it was a Polish parish, but all Mexicans, and um, I had two children, a seven-year-old and eight-year-old, who wanted to become baptized. So we're doing some catechesis, and one day I asked them to give him a piece of paper and some colored pencils. I said, draw what you, who you think God looks like. Well, just draw whatever you think God is. And so the boy... Six, six, seven year old took a blue pencil and put blue everywhere. I said, this, this is great. Tell me what this is. God is wind. God is everywhere in all our lives, always moving. So, what a wonderful image of God. And then the girl, she took a brown pencil put a line down the middle and drew a half of a man and a half of a woman. I said, okay, wh- how do you describe God? She goes, God, we are made in God's image. God is male and female. God's right here. How the mouths of babes tell the truth of the mystery of God. And then, my brother. My brother, Matt, he was the black sheep of the family, always in trouble, always in trouble. He is 10 and a half months older than me, and whatever he did, I did the opposite. I was a little mean. By the way, so I did the opposite. But he would get into drugs, so I didn't get into drugs. And I remember saying many years later, I said, you know, I want to thank you for being into drugs. What? Because I did the exact opposite of what you did. I didn't want to be like you at all. We became friends, and actually changed his life around and, and uh, tried to be closer to God and closer to the church. So when his children are the age of learning about going to catechesis, he wanted to be their teacher. He goes, I'm going to teach them. I'm going to teach them about the faith. I'm going, oh, no, 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 no. You don't know about the faith. And sure enough, one day he called me. He says, hey, uh, okay, Stephen, I'm teaching the kids about the Trinity. Now, they say it's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But isn't Mary there? I said, no, Mary's not there. <laughs> Listen to your children. They know better than you. Listen to your children. And, then, and I wonder why people think we worship Mary. He, she's not part of God. Okay? And it was just interesting to hear he's trying to get this mystery. He knew, he knew somehow he, he's trying to learn about Mary's part of our faith, but she's not God. He goes, okay, yeah, I know. That she's not God. But I still, still, still thought she was a part of the mystery. No, she's not part of that mystery of the divinity and the trinity of God. But that, that, it is a mystery. God is three persons, yet one substance. He is God, one God. That's hard to understand. And mystery, sometimes people think, oh, mystery means you have to believe in it, but we don't understand it. That's not mystery. Not really. And biblically, mystery meant a truth that's revealed to us by God. If it wasn't revealed by God, we wouldn't, understand. We wouldn't, uh, we'll be, wouldn't discover it. But because God revealed to us, we learned this truth. And also in this, in this truth, this mystery is that it's expressed oftentimes through symbol. Oftentimes the mystery is expressed through symbols. so we make the sign of the cross. A symbol, this is the, the triune God. Or we say, God our creator, redeemer, uh, sanctifier. Uh, images to help us this, to try to figure out this mystery, to, to express it. But we, we really understand the mystery, though, by our experience. That's where we come to know the mystery is through our experience of the triune God in our life. God is three in one. It's hard to understand it, but I can experience it in my life. And so in the, very, on the, in the second reading, there's a phrase in the second reading from Paul's first letter to, to Corinthians. That's the same as I began mass with, a, a greeting. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. Is with you. Paul is saying that. That's the Trinity. Grace, love, communion. And isn't that how what we experience about our God? Grace, love, and communion. So the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace is that mercy, that experience of salvation we have in our life when we feel lost, and all of a sudden we feel like God's drawing us into more and deeper life. That's grace. Grace, I always say, grace is always there even before we even know it. Like when we want to respond to God, it's because grace is already moving our hearts. Not, I've just decided, no, grace has been working in our hearts, bringing us what we need. I was uh, on a retreat three days ago, three weeks ago, with 10 women who are grieving the loss of their child. And it was a difficult retreat, but to see the grace of God working in their life. Their grief, their pain, their sorrow, learning that God is there to bring healing. That's God's grace. God's there to bring them peace in the midst of their sorrow. That's grace turning and transforming us, redeeming us. That's grace. And hopefully we've experienced, experienced in our own lives the grace of God healing us, reconciling us, bringing us peace. And then it says, the love of God. Hopefully we've experienced the abundant love of God. I'm hoping for that. Sometimes people just have the image of God as being an old man waiting for you to make mistakes. That's the God of our Father who's going to make sure we do it right. That's, that's, it's an image of God. When we talk, we talk about images of God. But I think Scripture has a lot more experience about God being more loving and compassionate. So we hear him from the book of Exodus when, when God, the Lord walks amidst Moses and says, The Lord, the Lord, I am merciful. Gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and fidelity. That's the love of God in our life. That God wants to be there and offer us so much compassion that we can, can't even imagine. That's the love of God. Or as, Jesus, as we hear in, in the gospel, Jesus says, God so loved the world. How much does he love the world? He sent his only son. Not to condemn us but to give us life, eternal life. That's the love of God. So how have we experienced that love of God, not looking at us with condemnation, but with mercy and love, and welcoming us back? That's the kind of love we're invited to experience in our life. Sometimes we have the exact opposite, because of our experience with our family, our friends, and it's so difficult. But God's always there offering us mercy and forgiveness and love. I remember when I was um, beginning my seminary in college, Going on a retreat, my first retreat ever, and it was all about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I remember the first night, I just was struggling. I think I feel God calling me to be a priest, and yet how can I? I am such a sinner. How could God want a sinner to be a priest? In that retreat, I found out, I discovered that God loves me as me, not as I should be, not as I even want to be. But God loves me as me. With all my mistakes, with all my troubles and struggles, God loves me. And that love is what changes my life. Not me changing it. God's love changing my life once I embrace what God is doing for me. That's the love of God. And then it says, in the communion of the Holy Spirit. The communion of Of the Holy Spirit. Now, we're not talking about coming up for communion, getting received by the blood of Christ. That's not the communion he's talking about. He's talking about the communion, what joins us together. So, Paul oftentimes talks about we are many parts, but one body, many gifts, but one spirit. We are many, different, unique people, and yet we're called through the Spirit to make alive the kingdom, to come together as one body of Christ, and to build the kingdom here even though we're different. But we need each other. We need each gift we offer to each other. That's the gift of the Spirit among us that can show compassion, that can lead the grace that leads us to be uh, disciples of Jesus. That grace, that that communion that brings us together. So when we do come for communion, it makes sense because we are in communion with each other. We're accepting each other, even our differences, to serve the the, the one God. On Wednesday, I I have mass here on Wednesday mornings. And after mass, I went to the office, and I was walking to the office door. A man came out, a young man came out. He goes, oh, hi, Father. I just was just at mass. I saw you at mass. Well, well, welcome. He goes, I just dropped off my registration. I want to become a member of this parish. He goes, and I, I belong to the LGBT community, and I feel so welcomed here that I want to serve, I want to give my gifts to help people who are in need. That's communion. Using the gifts we have in the differences we are, coming together for the sake of the kingdom. That's God moving us, God at work in us. See, this is the God who we are made in the image of, the God of grace, love, and communion. We're made in that image and so we're invited then to live the image, live what we celebrate today. Not just celebrate and give thanks we have a, a God who's so much a part of life, but to celebrate and to live what we celebrate. The triune God is among us. We're called to give praise by how we live our life. We're called to be people of grace, people of love, and people of communion. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, And the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.